Welcome to the Soulful Sound Podcast. This podcast is about celebrating the leaders, teachers, and coaches who guide fellow humans to connect, heal, and discover themselves so they can express their gifts into the world. I am Simone Niles, a coach, sound healer, vocalist, and author. Thank you for being here with me today. In this Soulful Sound conversation, I speak with Chantal Miller, who is the founder of Island Girls Rock. Island Girls Rock was created mainly from love and a burning desire to ensure that Caribbean women were gifted a platform which represented them beyond the expected norm. In addition to building Island Girls Rock, Chantal is also a producer-presenter both on radio and podcasts, a much-sought-after voiceover artist, and has intense passion for Caribbean films. She runs digital storytelling workshops for young people and is regularly commissioned to speak on matters related to creative entrepreneurship, wellness, and the power of digital storytelling. Chantelle has curated exhibitions and panel discussion series, with the most recent being Back Home, where she collaborated with Gabrielle Smith of The New Black, and Through Our Eyes, a photography-focused week of panel discussions and exhibitions exploring Caribbean representation in mainstream media. In this episode, Chantelle opens up about some of the challenges for women of the Caribbean diaspora. She keeps it real about her personal experiences and gives some tips to aspiring creatives. She also talks about some of the big lessons that she learned in business. Have a listen and join in the conversation. I am so excited to welcome a wonderful, beautiful Caribbean woman. Chantal Miller is a creative synergist who is passionate about wellness, representation, and joy, and combining all three elements to curate experience which tell stories of the Caribbean in ways which inspire, uplift, and heal. Oh, I love, love, love that. <laughs> that is amazing. Your work is so dear to my heart. Oh. And I think it is so important that our Caribbean stories are told. Um, and I love that you're sharing it so boldly and positively. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me, Simone. Oh, I'm excited. You. Yes. And I'm nervous. I'm like, I want to be on the other side. Well, yes, you are often on the other side with your own podcast, yes. which we'll get into. But I'm so glad that you're you're yes. sitting over there and that, you know, I'm going to ask you some awesome, okay. awesome questions. Cool. So tell us a little bit about the work you do. What mm. is this, um, you know, how you're combining these three elements and, cre mm. and, you know, curating these experiences? Tell me about your work. My work. You know what, Simone? I... I'm just realizing in the last two years that my work actually comes from my heart. It, it literally comes from a heart space and I'm understanding what that means because there's a lot mm. of things that I enjoy a lot. Yeah. Um, but I love the work that I'm doing. Great. I love telling stories. Um, you know, when I was growing up, I wanted to be the next Oprah. Hello. Yes. You know, and she's an amazing storyteller. Yes. And I love her. Um, I wanted, I love photography. My mom's, um, hobby at the time and still is actually photography. And I love how she would tell stories using that medium. Mm. I like being happy. Yes. And I like seeing my people and my community happy. And I feel that, you know, we, we are born into trauma and of trauma. We come from a legacy 
of trauma. And it's great that we're aware of that. It's great that we're at a place where we are accepting of that. But I feel that there needs to be balance in what's provided for us. So, mm. so it's what I love the work that people are doing, the historical and cultural work. But I feel that joy is an element that needs to be enabled a lot more mm. because, it, you know, it's real. Yeah. You know, joy is real as much as trauma is real. Is real sorry. Yeah, yeah. And so that's very important to me as well. You know, I think, you know, there's so many people that I myself personally follow on social media where they're giving me all the facts and on, you know, Caribbean people and where we come from and who we are. Mm. And, you know, I was lucky enough to be schooled in the Caribbean. So I have a very strong understanding of who I am. Sure. And I'm very confident in who I am. Um, and maybe there's an element of me that took that for granted as well. So mm. when I moved back to the UK as an adult, you know, just meeting other people of Caribbean heritage and even not of Caribbean heritage yeah, and, yeah. and the limitations that they put on themselves because of the stories that they've been told here sure. from being schooled here. I was like, wow, I'm quite privileged. <laughs> right. I'm quite privileged and I didn't recognize that. Um, right, right. And so I just wanted to bring more of what I know and my experience mm. to the UK um, through telling the stories of the Caribbean and Caribbean women specifically. Yeah, storytelling is so powerful. And I, I know it certainly starts with the stories that we tell ourselves mm -hmm. about ourselves. And a lot of these, you know, come through the influences, whether it's culturally or things that we've been told and taught to, to believe yep. um, and definitely ought to question so that we can find that truth yeah. and really, as you say, that identity of who we are. Mm. Um, there are two things that you said that I'm really interested to dig a little deeper, and mm. that's that legacy of trauma. Can you yeah. just delve a little bit deeper into what that is for you? You know, I'm going to be really blunt. <laughs> please do. Please do. Be blunt. You know, I'm going to be blunt. You know, you know, I'm a black woman. Yes. I'm a black woman of Caribbean heritage. Yes. I am who I am because of trauma and the trauma of slavery yes. and colonization. You know, these were very traumatic events that occurred sure. to my ancestors. And I was born because of that and through that yeah. and into that because, you know, I do believe that the cellular memory mm. that we hold on to things and pass them on from generation to generation. Yeah. So it's almost as if it's generational trauma. Yes. So I'm born into that and I'm born carrying that. Mm. Um, and it's reinforced through, you know, what people choose to focus on. Yeah. Um, society wise and in the media and how that's represented. You know, mm. so every day that I, I leave my house, I said this to my friend the other day, every day that I leave my house, it's almost as if. I'm in warfare. There's mm. the microaggressions and then there's the bigger picture, you know, the institutionalized yeah. racism and colorism and all of that. And I'm dealing with that every single day of my life. Right. Okay. All right, then. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I have to make sure that I'm up for that and that yeah. I'm strengthening myself and protecting myself. But how do I then balance that? Mm. You know, what's bringing me joy? You know, and who has been bringing joy into my community and how can I honor them and celebrate yes, them? Yes. And how can I, you know, ensure that the legacy of joy is something that counterbalances the trauma that's, you know, embedded in our DNA? So can yeah. we turn that around somehow? Yeah. I know there must be a scientific way to do this and an explanation, but sure. I do feel that the more we practice something, the more it surrounds us. Absolutely. So, I mean, the yeah. other point I was going to ask about, you've already touched on, which is I love that you phrased it, enable joy, because what that suggests to me is that you're saying we have a responsibility to do it. Yes. We have a responsibility to turn on the switch yes. as opposed to expecting it to just occur. Yes. And I 
think that is very powerful because it makes us wake up to the fact that we do need to do something and we need to take need action. To be proactive. And yes, exactly, yeah. for things to change. And again, if we're making changing the cycle um, and creating a different cellular uh, vibration, mm-hmm. then that is what we pass on to the future generations. Exactly. So I think that's beautifully, beautifully put. And I think that is <laughs> that is wonderful. So I, yeah. I'm curious now as to mm-hmm. what ignited this vision for you. Was it something specific mm-hmm. in your life, or just tell me a bit about what ignited how it? that happened? You know, I I think it was always there, but I just didn't understand what I was supposed to do with it. Right. And I didn't understand that it would be useful to other people. Like, I right. honestly didn't. Like, oh, okay, so why would this be useful? Why would this information or why would me, you know, pointing people in the direction of this beautiful exhibition mm. be useful to anyone, you know? Sure. Why would it be useful to, you know, have an event that's surrounded in color and light and, mm. you know, uplifting, you know, music and great nutritious healing, soothing food. Like, why Why is that important? Like, I didn't understand. Mm. Um, you know, why, why is me recommending a book that made me laugh important? Yeah. You know, I didn't get it, but I was just doing it anyway. <laughs> right, yeah. I was just doing it. Yeah. Because I like to share. I like, you know, something has impacted my life in a positive way, if something has caused a really wonderful shift for me, then I almost feel responsible to share that with others. I don't want to hold on to it. Mm. I feel like, well, okay, it's done this for me. Maybe it can do it for someone else as yeah. well. Paying so, it forward So is let me powerful. just put it out there, yeah. you know, and if yeah. someone grabs onto it, then great. And if it really brings the joy or the inspiration that it brought to me, mm. good yeah, I think what's nice is, you know, you speak about uh, your, what you do is really working from your heart, which mm-hmm. I love. You know, I think it's so important for us to connect deeper so that we can serve d- deeper. Yes. Um, and it sounds very much like, you know, that you kind of just explain that a bit further to talk about this is just what I did for myself. This mm-hmm. is where I was. This is where I was thriving and coming alive. And these are the things that inspired me. And I think that paying it forward is such a beautiful way to express that um, into the world and recognizing by doing so, of course, the amount of people that need it. Yes. So thank goodness something yes. kind of triggered you to actually share it on and a Simone, wider you platform. You said it right there. Yeah. Recognizing how many people actually need it. Yeah. That blew me away. Like when we had our first Island Girls Rock yes. brunch, like, oh my God, three years ago now? Wow. And the way that it resonated and the messages we were getting, I think we were all like, oh. Right. So you need okay. to tell me what Island Girls Rock <laughs> is. So I have an idea, but I want everyone yes. listening to know more okay. about Island Girls Rock. Island so Girls what is Rock. that? Yes. Island Girls Rock is um, a platform that I started um Three years ago, it was meant to be, well, the event that we had that ignited it was meant to be a one-off. Right. And then we were going to continue doing some work, but we thought we'd do it slowly and Mm. just ease into it. But Island Girls Rock had other ideas. Yes. And kind (laughs) of ran away with us for the first year quite organically. Um, And it's been maybe the last two years that we've kind of formulated an official platform and said, okay, Mm. we're Island Girls Rock and we're here to celebrate, support, hold and enable joy for women of Caribbean heritage Beautiful. and the diaspora and anyone else who wants to come along. So, yes, our priority is to uphold and support and to nurture and to be there for women of Caribbean heritage. But that doesn't mean that anyone else isn't welcome. Yeah, of course you are. 
yeah, please, please, <laughs> like, please come and listen to our stories. And, exactly. And learn and, and learn about and, us and yeah. see that we are not a monolith, that yeah. there's so many different layers to who we are and to our contributions. Mm. So come celebrate with us. Yes. You know, yeah, it's about us, but celebrate with us. It's cool. And so this platform, you obviously have the brunch and events. Yeah. And I also know that you have the podcast. So yes. is, that, is that the main kind of, yeah, um, you know, way of sharing the information? It's it's. At first, it was definitely through our events, and we always try to make our our events um, themed and experiential. We don't just want people to come and sit down and be talked at and talked to. Hmm. We want them to be engaged and doing things. So we've had um, like filmmakers be the theme nice. where we screen films by women of Caribbean heritage. And we've been lucky enough to have some of the directors come down hmm. and speak about their process and share that. And that's important, you know, because yeah. who knows who's sitting in the audience who's thought about picking up a camera and telling a story. Yeah. And so having someone right there speaking to you who has done that I feel is is almost as if it's it's a switch like you said earlier yeah. like ah oh, oh, oh I can do this yeah. and this is how yeah you know it's within my grasp just making things a reality mm. so we do we do themed or we started off doing themed brunches now it's turned into a whole day the wow. wellness one has turned That's into amazing. a day and also just one-off workshops throughout the year. Mm. Um, the podcast is definitely a major, major way of getting stories out there, speaking yes. to women and from all different walks of life. And we like to think that we're intergenerational. So sure. even though it's Island Girls Rock, you know, I, you know, I'm 45, but I actually like considering myself a girl. There's a joy that comes mm. with being a girl. There's an openness yes. and a willingness to explore that we we tend to lose that a bit um, mm. as we grow into adult adulthood. We're a bit more guarded and maybe quite not quite as open. Mm. So I don't mind. Like some people see, you know, I'm a grown woman. I'm not a girl. Well, actually, I'm both. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm both. I'm absolutely. a grown woman and a girl. Yeah. And I quite love that. And right. even within itself, Island Girls Rock is an affirmation. So mm. you wake up and you're like, oh, I am an island girl and I actually do rock. Yes. You know? Love that. I so love it. I, you know, I, well, my story is, is, you know, it's interesting because mm. I'm a Caribbean woman. There's no doubt in my mind that I'm a Caribbean woman. Yeah. Um, but I remember because while I was born in Trinidad and lived there for the first year of my life, I was then in the States mm. for my formative years. Right. Okay. So I didn't come back to the, um, to Barbados until I was about seven. Right. Um, and I had my primary school and secondary school experience there. So this is where I grew up effectively. Mm. But when I returned, there was a culture shock. And it's the reverse culture shock okay. because I didn't know what, I mean, my parents are Caribbean, so there's no doubt in me that I'm a Caribbean girl, yes. but coming back to Barbados and going through the primary school system, it took me ages to settle. Mm. I found it quite a traumatic okay. um, experience, there primary school. Right. Um, and what I find interesting in reflection is like, wow, it was finding, going through this trauma to come back home. Mm -hmm. come back home to myself, come back yes. home to my heritage, come back home to being born um, into this culture and being of this culture at the same time. Mm -hmm. So it was really interesting for me to kind of go through that experience. And then now I've been away from, from the Caribbean for more than half my life. Oh, gosh. Because I've been in the UK for over two <sighs> decades now. Oh, gosh. Really, so, Simone? I know, 22 years. I Okay. And so, so 15 years of my life has been spent in the Caribbean. Mm. And so, um, you know, we take that away and we add this and we add that. And I'm in my 40s too. 
Seriously. So I've been away from from Barbados for for you know from the Caribbean, like I said, for half more than half my life. Mm. But I'm a Caribbean woman. Absolutely. So what I what I'm really interested in because I know you work a lot in in this field. Um, you are staying current with, with what is Caribbean and everything like that. <laughs> and um, it's an interesting question because I know mm. that really we can't be defined. Mm-hmm. However, if you had to give a definition mm. of what a Caribbean woman is, mm. what would that be? Oh, my goodness. Huh. What is a Caribbean woman? That is, for me, there's so many layers to Caribbean women. Mm. Um, there's the strength and vulnerability they're ever evolving. Um, I almost, I see us as trees mm. um, and we go through these different seasons. You know, Car- Caribbean women, I think for me, are some of the bravest women that I know and they don't even realize that. Mm. You know, the, the migration, you know, the constant migration, um, whether it's, short term or long term you know when we some of us leave home to go and study yeah you know that's a big deal of course you're, you've grown up on an island and then you're going off to to canada or the u.s or uk or europe or wherever to study you're being plunked into a completely different world that some people have not been exposed to before some have because mm-hmm. we're also very well traveled which a lot of people don't um, understand that just because we're on an island, it doesn't mean that we're completely completely rooted there yeah. all the time. And dis- that, that, dis- you know, that disconnected, exactly. Yeah. Like we move around, you know, we Absolutely. travel as well. So there is that. But I, I find Caribbean women to have a, an inner, almost, you know, what the French call it, call it is it joie de vie, mm. almost, you know, but with a whole different stamp on it because our heritage comes from so many different places on yes. this planet. Mm. You know, we have our indigenous people, the Caribs, the Arawaks, the Tainos. And then we have the European colonizers who came over. And then we have the slaves, mainly from West Africa. Mm-hmm. And we're all of these things. Yeah. And we formed our own little hybrid, almost, of, of humans, you know? Yeah. And yeah. and we, we, we pull on all these different influences all the time in everything we do. So whether it's our spirituality, mm. our religion, our food, our music, mm. our fashion, you know, and I think there's something so unique about that. I don't think we're washed out, you know, because I've heard that phrase really? in reference to people of the Caribbean that, that we're, we're, washed, we're out. washed out. I'm like, absolutely the opposite. We're the most vibrant people that I know because of all these different influences on who we are so that's what makes us unique and that's what makes us not a monolith and Mm. not the stereotype that mainstream media would have you believe that we're just one thing or the other yeah but we're all you know i can be whining in a band Mm -hmm. and then go straight off to nasa you know because i'm an astronaut yes whatever you know i can do all of those things and in between you know caribbean women have an innate entrepreneurial spirit. Mm. You know, my great-grandmother was an entrepreneur when that term probably didn't even exist or wasn't known to us. You know, she had six children to take care of and she wasn't waiting on any handouts or anyone to do that. And she Mm. turned her love for confectionery into a business to look after her six children. My great-grandmother, 
Every mm. weekend would be in Charlestown with this tray on her head filled with ginger fudge, peppermint, sugar cake, yes. coconut drops, coconut tart, da 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 da. You know? <laughs> yes. And this, she learned to make this flaky, buttery pastry from being the maid for a Welsh family. Yes. You know? And they taught her how to make this beautiful pastry. Then they returned to Wales and she was like, ah, oh, okay, let me just use this then. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And built her home. And acquired land from being an entrepreneur. That's wonderful. You know, these are the women that oh, yeah. formed us. So, mm. yeah, we're pretty special. We are. I don't know if I that defines so us. I so love that. But, if there is a definition, pretty, hands up, I'll, 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 I'll take that. That's amazing. So, and I mean, what great examples you've had. And I think yes. we, I think this is really what's special about your work is that what you're doing is you're saying, look at all the examples of what is possible mm. and, you know, showing that there, the limitations and boundaries only exist if you let them. Absolutely. And I think that that, that is pretty powerful, Absolutely, pretty powerful. So, you know, we're both, um, Caribbean women living away from home. Yes. So I'm interested and curious because of the work that you do, the people that you've mm -hmm. already interviewed yourself on the Island Girls Rock podcast, and just generally from your life experiences, what would you say some of the challenges for mm -hmm. women are um, from the, you know, Caribbean diaspora mostly? Other people's expectations. Mm. Um, people don't expect certain things of us. So tend to place us in a box And if we, and when we deviate from that, again, it's like, oh, I don't know quite know what to do with this or what to do with you or where to place you. Mm. Um, what type of expectations? I would say a lot of um, spaces where we're not expected to pop up. Right. Especially the wellness space. Right. Especially the right. wellness space. Um, mm. We're not expected to pop up. And right. we do, because why wouldn't we? Mm. We need to take care of ourselves. Sure. Just like everyone else. Of course. So it, of that course. in itself is a surprise for me always. Um, you know, we're not expected to pop up, I think, at places that are not typically Caribbean. So if it's not carnival related mm. or it's not jerk chicken related. Right. <laughs> Or roti related, you know. Oh, roti, well. Well, you know, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, oh, you're here, you're interested in this? Mm. Yes, I am. And that can be quite intimidating for anyone. You know, when you're greeted with, a, oh, you're here. Yeah. You know, so how, how do we get around that and through that and continue on with what we're doing or our intentions? And that is just about being confident and building that. And letting yourself know that there are no limitations to where I can go, where I can be seen, where I can be heard, sure. how I express myself, mm. you know, where I choose to plant myself. Mm -hmm. Like if I choose to go and live in Paris, I mean, hopefully Brexit won't mess that up. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> a whole new new topic <laughs> to talk new about. new topic. Right? Like, please. <laughs> you know, if I choose to go and live in Paris or yeah. Spain or Italy or wherever, that's, I can do that. Mm. Because I'm here on this planet occupying space and there shouldn't be any restrictions on me based on a region that I'm from. Sure. You know, so for me, the challenge is feeling within myself enough, you know, loving myself enough mm. to know that I can go wherever I want. I can do whatever I please, you know, within safety and, and compassion course. and of respect course. for yep. other people. Um And just be me wherever I am. And that is something that I hold within me. Mm. You know, I am a Caribbean woman. That is definitely who I am. Yeah. But it's not a restriction. 
No. And it's not it's not something that should be a boundary to anything I want to achieve. Sure. Let other okay, if other people have either low or no expectations of me, that's on them. Mm. That's not on me. Mm-hmm. So it's about me understanding who I am mm. and valuing myself enough to know that I deserve all the greatness that everyone else experiences. Yeah, I think what's important is you know, you're talking about coming back to self mm-hmm. and to take responsibility for your own stuff. Mm-hmm. I know that one of the things that I feel that my mom or my parents taught me from quite a young age, which I know has been a very conscious thing for me mm-hmm. to then pass on to my children, is to know when it's your shit yes, and when it's not. Yep. Take responsibility for your own stuff and then let others take responsibility or it doesn't matter whether they do or not. Mm-hmm. It's not your responsibility. So don't pick it up because it's been put down. Exactly. Right. Um, but I'm curious because, I mean, I completely appreciate where you're coming from and what you're talking mm. about in terms of others' expectations. Is this the reality that you've lived personally? Yeah. That, yeah? <laughs> where you feel like there is this, you yeah. know, you walk into a room and they're like, hang on a second. Yeah. Um, Oh, this wasn't the Chantal wasn't Miller the, we're expecting. This is not right. Okay, cool. Because I, you know, in all honesty, I've moved mm. around a lot, but I haven't mm. personally, haven't um, consciously, mm-hmm. um, you know, have had those experiences. Not a lot of them anyway. Yeah. Certainly a few, um, certainly living in the UK. But I'm just curious. But also I recognize that I am... I am an entre- entrepreneur by nature. Yes. Uh, but having said that, there is there is something behind the conscious decision to always work for myself. Mm-hmm. I've worked 11 months of my life for someone else. Someone else. else. How and was that for you, Simone? That was soul sucking. <laughs> However, yes, it, wasn't, it wasn't because of who I worked for. I was really yeah. fortunate. I worked at the Barbados High Commission when I was, oh. when I was you know, first here. Okay. And there are a lovely bunch of people and it was a beautiful place to work. But mm. that was not it was not it was not on them right it was on me I was around my people anyway but it was on me because it wasn't what I wanted to do mm. it was a means to an end mm. um it was a stepping stone in my in my yeah. journey and I appreciate it for what it is and I'm grateful for what you know for yeah. that but I do know that I've always worked for myself mm. since I've always managed myself I've always done what I wanted to do um and I've always chosen to as you say rise up, you know, if there are those expectations, they haven't been made known to me Mm -hmm. in a way that I felt like I needed to defend them. Mm -hmm. However, Mm -hmm. I know of many people and stories. And obviously, as you said, you've had that experience yourself. And I know of it more so, unfortunately, where you are entering into someone else's workspace or you're entering into someone else's domain, Mm. where for me, I carved my own most of the time. Yes. And I'm very grateful and, and happy to have done that. But equally, I wonder in reflection if it would have been a very different experience had I chosen to go down the route of corporate work or working right. for others or yes. working for an establishment or things like that. Because for me, like I said, it was a very minor Mm. Um, experiences, which mm. I'm very grateful for. Yeah. That isn't to say that I don't recognize the how they um, that they exist or how people are affected by mm. them. Because of course, I know stories and I know of people and I had a few things myself, but I said nothing major that I can see the changes that need to be made. Yeah. yeah. Um, would you would you say that? I mean, this is one of the challenges that you say that we face. Mm. Would you say that the best way to overcome that is to take responsibility for your own stuff, bringing yourself, mm. bringing your A game, stepping up and showing what's possible? I would say that, and I would also say, don't don't be afraid to ask for help. 
Yes. Um, we are very independent-minded women. We are givers, hmm. but we're not good at receiving. Oh, I had this conversation less than three <laughs> hours ago with someone else. Are you serious? About re- not always Just being able to receive. Not, it's so important. Not being able to receive and say, you know what? This is challenging to me. Yes. Or I'm struggling here. You know, what would you do in this situation? Or is there a tangible way that you can actually help me right now? Mm. We don't do that. I'm only just learning to do that. Right. I am only just in the last few years learning to say, oh, right. yo, I can't do this alone. So <laughs> sisters, step up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, is, that is something that we really have to get better at. Yeah. But it's, it's actually changing mm. an entire cultural mindset of independence mm. for Caribbean women. You know, we are so used to being the caretakers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the women that run things, mm. whether it's running a household, running a country, because we've been ahead of the game. Yeah, of in course. terms of women running, uh, running countries. Oh, in the yeah. Caribbean. Without, without. Like, this is something this that new... I grew up knowing. This no. is not new to us. No. You know, as the no. kids say, this is not new to us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so when people were all celebrating like Theresa May and Margaret Thatcher, I was like, okay. been there, done that. Been there, done that. Been doing it. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So, you know, it's like, okay, so then how how do we learn to to receive, you know? How do we learn to ask for help? How do we even, you know, something as pragmatic as how do we access funding mm. for our businesses or our projects, you know, that other people seem to be able to access with ease, you know? Right. What are the inroads to that, you know? Who do I need to speak to? You know, what's the jargon that I need to use mm. in my funding application? You know, sure. these are things that traditionally we don't have because, you know, history. Historically, right. we weren't really given these opportunities. Yeah. You know, when our grandparents came over, you know, they had to share yes. to have homes, mm. much less talk about accessing f- funding for what? Like yeah. what? Yeah. You, know, you want to start a business? You want to start a business? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the bank is like, you can't even have an account. And now you want to own a business and you're asking me for fun. No. Mm. Right. Mm. So we don't actually, we're quite new. We are new to this, to that aspect. And we don't have you know, the the resources, the connections, the people to champion us in these board meetings, mm. you know? So that's also a very real, you know, challenge yeah. for anyone, for anyone who is Black. Yeah. <laughs> Much less Caribbean women. Right. You know? And and so you asked a lot of questions, which, you know, in I think they're very valid questions mm. and, and quality questions. How can we ask for help? How can we reach out for support? And obviously there are those practical steps that you also yeah. outlined that we need to know about, especially as, you know, people wanting to come out and do something better. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the answers to some of those questions? So how do we ask for help? Because I know this is something yeah. you said you're learning to do and just kind of coming Absolutely. around to yourself. So someone mm. listening who's like, well, I'm a Caribbean woman or I'm a woman <laughs> who just feels like I'm on, on my own here. Yeah. I know that I'm capable, but I still feel like some help could be good. What do, what do they do need? How do I ask for that? Yeah. What's helped me, Simone, honestly, is therapy. Great. Therapy has been great for me. And again, that's something that our community, we don't speak about. Mm. We don't speak about enough. Like, you know what? I've been carrying some stuff from childhood and I feel like maybe it's one of the reasons 
that I don't know how to ask for help. Right. So maybe it's related, mm -hmm. but I am not the professional in terms of, you know, sure. I can't do this for myself. Yeah. So I need to find someone who has the, the, the skill set to say, okay, let me hear what's going on. Yeah. Let me, let me tell you what I feel, what I think, and maybe help you unblock some yeah. of these things. Like yeah. that's something way out of my self-care expertise. Sure. And I recognize that. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, let's, let's talk it out. Yeah. And yeah. in doing so, unraveled so many other things, which I didn't even realize. We're all tangled we're up in there. We're all tangled up in there. And yeah. it's like, oh, oh, the guilt comes from my Catholic upbringing. <laughs> you know, just connecting. <laughs> Connecting yes. all of these dots like, oh, oh, so this is why I don't ask for help. Oh, yep. this is why I feel this way, you know, when I'm struggling and I feel like I'm drowning and overwhelmed and I still won't open up my mouth and articulate myself and say, sure. actually, I'm not OK. And that it's OK to say I'm not OK. Yeah. And, and I, you know, you're saying this. I, I, I don't think I've ever heard. Certainly this. I mean, I've been away from Barbados, like mm. I said, for a very long time, but I've never heard anyone talking about therapy mm. or going to therapy or any of those things. Certainly when I was growing up, yeah. I'm sure yeah. there are therapists. I'm sure it exists. But as you said, there's almost this kind of taboo around that subject. Mm. We're in other places. It's so welcomed. Everyone has a therapist. Yeah. Everyone's child has a therapist. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not saying that that is what we all need. Mm. But the fact that you're open and recognizing, I think it's very interesting that you're bringing up a cultural um, element of, you know, we can do this. We can get yeah. through this. Nobody has time for therapy. We've got to work hard. Yeah. We've got to get on with it. And I think it's amazing that you one for yourself coming mm. up in that culture, um, managed to go, actually, no, I do. Yeah. I can see the benefit in this. You know, if you have a, a problem in your plumbing, you're going to get a plumber. You get the experts to help, right? right? You're going to have some electrical yes. stuff. You're going to get an electrician in. Absolutely. So if you've got some things, as you say, not necessarily being your area of expertise, you go to someone whose mm -hmm. area of expertise it is. You find a therapist, a coach or mm -hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. I know how important that is, obviously, in the work that I do as a coach and sound healer, yeah. how many people need the guidance yes. and need someone to kind of point them to look inward sometimes yeah. and work these things out. Um, but I think it's crucial that we do need to be able to, you know, say, I need help. Yeah. Because at some point in everybody's life, in many times, they many will times. need they will need help. But that doesn't negate their, their independence. No, it doesn't. You know, that doesn't say they're either independent or you're asking for help mm -hmm. you can be independent you yeah. can be strong you can be all of, it. All of these beautiful facets <laughs> yeah. that you've spoken about and still receive support yes. and I do think that one of the things that I would generalize and say mm -hmm. um, for women in general I will go as far as yeah. saying but certainly I would say Caribbean women because that's that's where I can speak from as well mm -hmm. is that we are also very good at coming together as sisters yes. and supporting each other and having conversations and you know women are great at being in an ear for another woman what <laughs> right we, we know there's someone on the other side of the phone that we can pick up and call mm -hmm. and vent to and give our whatever you mm -hmm. know so that that side is really precious yeah um is. and i think that therapy is is, a, is an option as well but i'm so grateful for the opportunity of having people mm. around me that I know I can just completely just let go Absolutely. and open up to and you know women in general I salute oh, yeah. you I salute you oh I definitely have you know my go-tos where I'll send a whatsapp message this is just a vent yes <laughs> I don't need you to do anything just listen I to just me, listen to me. <laughs> that's right but in you know 
they will actually offer up advice and whatever. Sure. But I'm like, you don't have to. I yeah, just need to get it off my chest. Just need to get it off. Yeah. I just need to get it off my chest. And that's just as important. Oh, so important. Yes. So important. So you obviously, I mean, you've kind of already touched on some of this, but I'm just going to ask it directly mm. in case there are certain things that you can bring um, around the obstacles mm. that have come up for you mm. so far in your path. We all have them. And what obstacles have come up? Maybe one or two. Mm. And what are some of the ways that you've dealt oh, with them? Gosh, so many obstacles because that's life. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> All the plot twists. That's um, right. And again, you know, I don't know if it's with age or with experience where I'm much more accepting that, okay, there's going to be some major shit that's going to happen at mm. any point in your life. Like, this is just the way it is. That doesn't mean that you're having a horrible life. Yeah. You're having a, a pretty shit moment. Yeah. But your entire life, your life in its entirety mm. is not horrible. Um, that's where I am right now. And for me, one of my biggest learnings um, actually happened last year and it, it it shed light on so many different aspects of the way that, because I'm only now recognizing that I'm a businesswoman, mm. you know, and what I have is a business as well as even though it's community minded and coming from a heart space, it's yeah. still a business. Of course. And that I need to conduct it as such. Mm. And so that's been very slow. <laughs> <laughs> That's been a slow learning for me. Um, but I got a very big kick up the ass um, mm. last year because I approach collaborations as, you know, from a space of, oh, my God, I love you. I love your work. Let's create some beautiful things together. That's where I come from. And I've I've been very lucky in that I have worked with very close friends. Mm. So even though we are doing a project it's because we're friends mm. first. Like I I had never, or last year was the first year where people from outside of my friendship circle mm-hmm. were approaching me to work with me and wanting to work with me. Yeah. But I was still treating them like they were friends. Right. Right? So right. this is where it gets even more interesting now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've come to me and you're like, oh my God, Chantal, you know, I love your work and I've been wanting to work with you for years and now the opportunity has arisen. Would you be interested? I'm like, oh my God. I see you. I love your stuff too. And it's all beautiful and wonderful. And, you know, things are agreed and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. My fatal mistake in a particular situation last year was not to get things in black and white. It was all very WhatsApp conversations, WhatsApp voice notes, you know. There were a few emails, you know, dates, whatever, logistical stuff. But in terms of payment, Mm. I made an assumption. Right. Right? Because I feel like in the thread of one of our conversations, this is what was organized and arranged and discussed. So I'm feeling good. So I go in and I have this. It was an international event, one of two that we did last year and it went really well it went really really well we raised money for a charity in St. Martin nice and it was just like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god (laughs) feeling so great like we've done good you know we've this is we're helping St. Martin to rebuild post hurricanes like you know just feeling good everything went really well the weather actually um, was really nice to us in this place that we were. Mm. It's like, what? Okay, cool, cool. Um, and then, you know, we had the discussion the day after the event and I sat down in that meeting and we're going through the finances and I'm feeling, oh my gosh. Oh, it's going really it's well. Going really well. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh my God. And then the owner said something and I was like, what? 
did he say? The owner of the, the venue. And I was like, what did he say? But I'm like, okay, not even worried. Then he got up to get us some coffee and some tea. He, and then I turned to the person that I collaborated with. I was like, right, so when do we discuss, you know, how much we're both going to get? Da, 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 da. And I, I remember I was given this blank face. I'm like, why is she giving me a blank face? You know, mm. you know what? Anyway, so again, me still not really, I'm not concerned. I'm not worried because I know what my understanding was, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not not at all phased. And anyway, the owner comes back, da, 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 da. Anyway, long story short, I went back to where I was staying um, for that trip. And I sat down on the bed and I'm like, what the <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, what? Um, that was not my understanding. Oh no. And I am like, oh, my head is spinning, my heart is racing. I'm like, what the hell? Like, why wow. would I do this if this were not the understanding? Like, it would make no sense for me to be here. What what is she saying? Like, what? But I'm right. like, okay, calm down. Just hold up, hold up. You're going back to London in a few days when you go back. Revisit everything. Just, you know, don't go into panic mode just yet. Right. Okay. Even though I was like, I'm going into panic mode. So was it as bad as you not getting paid? Or yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> All the work, the effort, everything, everything that you put in. Right. Everything. Um, and instead, I ended up having to pay out. What? Which I completely, Simone, it was the biggest learning curve. And so for me, I like to be very transparent. So I got back to London and after revisiting emails and whatever, I was like, oh my gosh, there's nowhere in writing. You know, there's there's nothing in writing. Wow. What the hell? So then I contacted the person. I said, look, we will pay you as in Island Girls Rock. However, it's not going to be as soon as tomorrow because there's definitely been a miscommunication or misunderstanding mm. of how this, you know, how everything... Yeah, because I think if someone came to you and said, hi, I'd love to collaborate with you. So what's going to happen is you're going to do all this work and you're going to have to pay us to yes, do it, by yes. the way. Um, just want to make sure we're on the same page. You would have not be no. on the same page. You would have said, no. said no. Okay, well, I have to say, I'm it, so glad you woke up. Oh, my that was a That was a definitely biggest, a big learning. Because it, but it, no, it yeah. gets even better. Okay, go oh, on. Oh, go it on. gets even better. So remember I said, now I'm used to working with within my friend circle. So if I had said to one of my girls, girl, I completely misunderstood or perhaps I don't know what happened, but this was my understanding of how this was going to work. Mm -hmm. And I know you need to be paid for your work, but it's not going to be this week. In fact, it may not even be next week. Mm -hmm. This is what I can do. I can pay you half next week and pay you the other half next month. I know for a fact that they would have been like, girl, you're a fool, but okay. Right. right. But this was not my friend. Right. Right. So I'm telling the person this because I want to be upfront. I don't want you to expect to have this money in your account. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I can't do that. My accountant needs all the funds in my account by this date. Right. That's what I was greeted with. And it was the first time that I had experienced such a switch mm. in, in, in attitude and in tone. Like it was an immediate switch. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I got off the phone call and I'm like, right, how can I rustle up this money for this person? Because yeah. they don't want to hear it. 
So, but I'm like, but you don't have it, Chantal. So what exactly are you going to do? How are you going to rustle this up? You don't have it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to have to be truthful again and bear the consequences. Right. And the consequences were she was very upset. She sent me a a very lengthy email and said, we are not friends. Mm -hmm. I don't care what's going on in your life. I need to have this money. Da, 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 da. This is a business. And I'm like, she's damn right. Yeah. It is a business. And this is a big learning for me. Yeah. Well, I think it's great that you shared that because (laughs) it is a big learning. That's for sure. Uh, You know, I I worked with a lot of people coming out of the corporate world, Mm. going into entrepreneurship. And very often I, you know, and this is stuff that I know through my Mm. own coaching trainings and things is don't work with friends and family. Right. Now, I have worked with friends and family. I still have people in my corner who are friends and family. But I have to say, because of those learnings, one of the things that was made very clear with everyone I worked with, friend, mm-hmm. fan, friend, family or not, was exactly what would happen, how I expect it to go, how they would yes. be re- rewarded, when, yes. whether it was monetary or exchange, yes. depending on things, different situations. When you're building a business, this is how it yeah. is at the start. You exactly. Know? And exactly. But even in those situations, it was a it was, as you say, a switch. Yeah. I am Simone in work mode right now. And then we'll talk about the the friend stuff later. Absolutely. Right now, it's just this is this is where it needs to be. And I think creating those boundaries, certainly if you are going to go down the venture, down the route of working with friends or family Mm -hmm. need to be in place, even with friends and family. Oh, Oh. you know, Um, and I'm so glad that you shared that because I think there are a lot of people out there who, you know, do that, Mm -hmm. you know, as and they have the same experience or similar experiences where, yeah, no, we're all friends here. Mm -hmm. No, No, we're we're not. not. (laughs) We're not all friends here. No, we're not. No, we're not. And I, as much as it was very painful at the time because we had started to build a friendship Mm. And I did feel that, oh, I'm going to lose this friendship. Okay. I'm going to lose the potential to have this friendship. Mm. And at the time, that was actually bothering me more. Mm. And again, that is something that I had to reconcile within myself and say, but Chantal, you're running a business. Yeah. And this person is also running a business. Sure. And she doesn't have to be compassionate. No. At all. She doesn't owe you compassion. You know, her understanding was this, mm. right? And there's nothing to prove otherwise. Yeah. There's nothing to prove otherwise. So let me tell you guys this. I worked my ass off on some little temporary jobs because I just didn't want her to wait. I think I ended up paying off in two months. Right. Which by that time she was like, I want nothing ever to do with you ever again. She actually went onto social media and did some very passive aggressive things. And for me, I was like, you know what? I'm not meant to work with you again either Hmm. because what you're doing is showing that you're not a compassionate person Mm -hmm. and I don't like this behavior and I wouldn't want to work with someone who who does this. And I was very disappointed. Mm. I really was very disappointed. She, she, she got her mother involved. It was all very strange. It became bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm like, wow, I've been nothing but transparent with you. Yeah. Because I want to, I don't want to be hiding anything from you. I want you to know this is the deal. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to take this, like, I'm going to take this. I'm going to take responsibility for this. 
Um, I may not believe that I'm fully responsible for it, but I'm going to take it. You're fully responsible for your part. For my part, right. But you're not responsible for anybody yes. else's part yes. and anyone else's behavior. Yes. How you respond to someone else's behavior, surely, yes. but certainly you're not responsible for it. And yeah. I think that in the end, hopefully, what I wish for this person is that they also then reflect and have their learning, mm. which is, you know, I need to be more articulate and have things on paper and keep things in a very professional way so that there's no miscommunication yes. um and also um i can be um i can be compassionate mm. um even in business absolutely because i know that they're they're not your friend you no. know it is business i agree 100 yes. percent. but i also think that compassion can still come through those elements yes. um and not in every case uh but certainly let's hope there's been some learning there but i'm so glad there's some learning for there's you definitely there were that you there had that that, I that slap in the face. I was like, okay, girl. Okay, I see you. I see what you have to learn here. Yeah. And I was absolutely fine with it. Yeah. I mean, going through it, it wasn't a nice feeling. Yeah, it course. wasn't comfortable. You know, I lost nights of sleep, yeah. you know, because I'm very much, I do soak it in. Mm-hmm. And I hate, you know, one of my things that I'm working on in my therapy is my, I tend not to want to disappoint anyone. Mm. Like I don't like feeling like, I, like I've let someone down. Mm. And so, you know, in my therapy, I'm coming to realize that I will let people down sometimes. Yeah. That's just how You it might works. let them down a lot, but you know why? Why? Because you're not responsible for their stuff. <laughs> there we go. See, if I'm you, getting a session right, now. Right, <laughs> right. You're only responsible for yours, yes. your actions, your intentions, yes. and where you come from. Mm. So if you're doing something that you know is not about, you know in yourself, it's yes. not about hurting the other person, it's not about offending, it's not about whatever those mm. words that you might want to use are. It doesn't matter. But as long as that's not what it's about then how it is taken mm-hmm. is down to the individual. And I say that, I, t- I say this, for example, I would say one, the same exact thing in the same exact way to my children. Yes. And one would take it like, like I haven't said a word, it's fine, whatever's cool. <laughs> and the other one will be upset. Yes. Is it that I did something wrong? True. No, I said one thing and it was taken how it was taken mm. from wherever they were in that moment in that space. Yes. We are we are grown up children. Yes, we are. Right, <laughs> and so I, I it's, know the, this. it's the same thing. It's the same thing. So I like to think that we don't need to give power to mm. people. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't need to give away our power. I should say. Yeah. And you know, whatever you decide to do, and however you decide to do it, you know where you're coming from. You know the place that you're coming from. Mm. And as you said, you know, you took responsibility for your actions and the consequences of how things unfolded. We also have to do that. Yes. But more so than not, we have to recognize, as I said way before, when it's our stuff and when it's someone else's. True. And I think that that lesson for me being, you know, taught that very young has saved me a lot of heartbreak, a lot, a lot of trauma, oh my goodness. a lot of potentially very devastating situations because yes. I was able to let it go and go, oh, wait, hey, that's not mine. Okay. Okay. I'm yeah. off. <laughs> I'm gone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And walking away from that, Simone. Um, walking away from that situation and reflecting on it because I like to reflect on when I'm being handed lessons mm. and I reflected afterwards and I'm like, you know what though? Cause at the time I was like, oh, it's all you, Shan. It's all you, you know, you did this. You didn't do that. You should have done this. You should have mm. done that. And I was taking all of it. 
like yeah. all of the responsibility, all of it. Right. You know, because it's like, oh, and here you are now. You have to pay out. Yeah. You know, where are you going to find this? Da, 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 all. Yeah. But then walking away from it, I reflected by looking at some of the emails that were sent to me during the time mm. and how I responded. And then I actually remember there was a cutoff point for me where I put up a very clear boundary yeah. and made the active decision to not respond to anything else. Yeah. I did. I didn't respond yeah. to WhatsApp messages. I didn't respond to social media inboxes. I didn't respond to emails. Yeah. I had stated my case. I had let it her know. It was done. It was over. And it was done. Yeah. If you, and the minute I did that, I was like, moving on. Yeah. Because yeah. if you fan the flame, it's going to shine. It's going to yes. get brighter. You're going to bring yeah. the fire up. And, you know, entering into conversations that are mm. over, you know, yeah. you know, you can decide to do that as well. But well yep. done on just knowing where to, to draw the line. Hard lesson for sure, but you've learned. Absolutely. And, now, and it was wonderful. You know, in I sharing this story, let's totally hope that, get it. that people will take the nuggets. And, <laughs> I hope and, so, guys. You know, either not, work with again, <laughs> either not work with family or friends or have really clear, 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 clear boundaries so and things. Clear, even when you think you're being pedantic, right? Just do it exactly. Get it in black and white exactly. <laughs> so you're doing so many, so many good things. The projects that you're bringing mm. to life, they're amazing. And when I think about you know what I knew of you before and where you are mm. now, you've taken some massive steps in moving forward, which is okay. really really wonderful to witness. Thank so you. So if you fast forward three years, where do you see yourself and your projects? Where do you see all of that? <sighs> three years from now. I see us in the third year anniversary of our global mentorship program. Mm. So that's something that we're launching this year and Brilliant. very excited about it. Um, many more international events because Caribbean women are everywhere. Yeah. So as much as we're based here in the UK and, you know, much more regional events, so more in the Caribbean, mm. you know, we want to be there. Yeah. Um, so definitely like an ongoing program of, of workshops and, and events in the Caribbean and other countries. And really on a personal level, how does my personal life tie into Island Girls Rock in three years? I would love to be based in the UK mm -hmm. um, with a home, which is also a hub and a hub for, for, for women to come and run workshops nice. um, and pick up some good food, mm. some juices maybe, you Sounds know, and just great. a really beautiful space mm. um, and a big space to do that for dancers to practice and have a studio, yoga, whatever. I'd mm. love to do that with a collective of women because um, I believe in the power of the collective and definitely, yes. you know, I do believe in working in a solitary manner because there's some peace that I actually get from that. But I love also working collaboratively because mm. um, there's there's a power in that too. Absolutely. Um, so three years from now, much more synergy between my personal and my business life. Yeah. I believe there's different ways to run a business mm. and there's no, you know, there's mistakes that all businesses make, but I don't think that one particular mode is the only way to run a business. Of course. And I do want to hold on to elements of of doing so from a humanistic point of view mm. where absolutely I have to make money because I have course. to eat. Yeah. I need to have a roof over my head. You know the basics. Yep. And I want to be able to do nice things too. I want to be able to at any given moment 
buy a ticket to go home to Nevis to see my family. Of I course. don't want to only do that when there's an emergency. No. You know, so my aim is to also be much more financially ease or more financial ease into my life to facilitate that mm. because I think money is a wonderful beautiful thing that brings ease in many aspects of your life and I yeah. know for a fact that my one of my blocks that I'm I'm working on is that financial flow mm. um so it's something that I'm trying to unravel you know what my story is yeah and my relationship is with money why yeah. It comes and then it goes. It comes and then it goes. I would like well, more that is that is the nature of money. Yes. It, it will come and go for everyone, but it doesn't have to deplete. Yes, that's right. It. We we yes. you know energy. I mean, currency or money yes. is energy. It it's is. and energy is 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 flowing, right? And mm. so it's going to always flow. But I do think we all have our money stories and things that will either serve us or or yeah. not serve us. And I think yeah. it's great that you recognize that and can look into you know, what yours is and mm. remove those blocks so that mm -hmm. you can be in a place where, yeah. you know, you're not just living and having the basics because that's what we all need, yeah. but being able to thrive and have the quality that's of life it. that you want because it also then offers you an opportunity to help others in a much bigger way. And that's the beauty of money. Simone, yeah. It's so strange because I had this conversation again with another friend just mm. last week where I know that me having, you know, the financial goals that I do, is not just from it's not just for myself it's mm. actually for my community because yeah. i want to be able to do certain things for them yeah. and money facilitates that oh without a doubt so yeah without a doubt <laughs> yeah. here's to making more money <laughs> yes so if you could give one piece of advice mm. to aspiring creatives what would that be i know it sounds really clichéd oh my goodness but honestly just do you Do you, you know, don't be concerned. It's great to be aware of what everyone else is doing. You know, you know, there are people that will inspire you yeah. by the work that they're putting out. Absolutely. You know, um, but don't be afraid to just be yourself. Yeah. Because when you're to me, when you're absolutely within yourself and doing it from a really genuine and authentic place, it's easier Yeah, it's easier. And why would you not want things to be more ease filled? You know, mm. you don't have to struggle. I don't like struggle. I do not like struggling. <laughs> I think I remember you saying you like to be happy. That you, you want to enable joy. I don't want to. I am not a struggle girl. Right. I don't want to be struggling. No. I don't like that. No, um, I don't like that space. And, 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 you know, there's this thing where, oh, yeah, it's always a struggle in the beginning. I don't like it's challenging mm -hmm. and it's okay to expect that there will be challenges. Without a doubt. But I don't think we should have the expectation that there should be struggling mm. and struggle. There are two very different the things. The nuance is there, yeah, that's the nuance for sure. Is there. Yeah. But the thing that I, as I said, that I would say to any creative, just be yourself. Yeah. Be your beautiful self. There's no one, there's no other you. Yeah. There may be people producing work that's similar to yours, but yeah. it's still not yours. Yeah. And then I completely agree. A lot of the work that I do helping people to kind of come back home to, to self mm. and to connect with their essence and authenticity and, and, you know, in doing so express their gifts out into the world. Yeah. It's, it really is about recognizing that while we're all connected and while there is, you know, this, um, you know, beautiful energy that runs through mm. us all, we are still having our uniqueness, our Absolutely. unique sound print, our unique way of expression. And I do believe personally that we all come with gifts Absolutely. and that that gift is yours and yours alone and how you express mm. it and how you make that 
um, manifesting the world is your choice. Yep. Um, and nothing makes me happier to see people, you know, such as yourself taking a spark and a seed and doing such beautiful things out Aww, in the community. So I'm so, I'm so, pr- um, I'm really pleased to, you know, have you speak and speak from a place from your heart um, and come from that place where a lot of people can learn. One, learn from your mistakes, learn from things that you've gone through and how to grow, but also just to how Caribbean mm. women can uplift each other and share their stories and, you know, educate and inform the world of us. Yeah. Which I think yeah. is really, really beautiful. So Thank I want you. to acknowledge you for that Thank and um, and say how grateful I am. And just to let everyone know, you can connect and learn more about Chantel and her work. Just head on over to islandgirlsrock.com. And you can also find her splashed across all social media <laughs> platforms, which I will make sure the links are with this episode. Um, so Chantel, thank you again for joining me, taking Thanks the time out of your me, day Simone. and sharing thank and you. all of that. And I have one final question for you. <laughs> yes. And that is, what is your soulful sound to the world? That self-prayer or desire that you wish upon the world? Uh, what do I wish upon the world? <laughs> to be open to the joy. Mm. That's, that's honestly my prayer for the world. We all know, we know right now, especially globally, we are going through a lot of shit. Mm. <laughs> We're experiencing a whole heap of things from all different angles Please remain open to the joy because it's there. Yes. It's right there. That is beautiful. And that's it. (laughs) What a beautiful note to end on. Thank you so much again for coming in, Chantel. I really appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you, Simone. I I feel it. Thank you. And I'm really excited what's to come next. Please do let me know how I can support on your journey. You're you're on our radar. You did did say that, you know, you're supposed to uh, be open to receiving. So please let me know in whatever way I can support (laughs) you. But much love to you. And I wish you you all the best with your continued success. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to share it with your friends and remember to subscribe. From my heart to yours, sending you love, healing, and sound wherever you are.